Welcome back to Old School. And again, I thank you guys for hanging out with us. Greatly appreciate it. Um, yeah. So she would... When they won championships. Why were Becky was... In, in this sports thing, she's... she's she was the... Like, it was Queen B. <laughs> Queen B. Uh, we were talking about Nebraska. And I... Look, I'm grateful and thankful and appreciative of the welcome and, and the love and the the engagement I've gotten since I've been here. Um, I keep saying that, you know, people go, well, why, why, why Lincoln? Like, why, why Lincoln? I said, well, Becky fell in love with it. Becky was the one that pitched it. And then it wasn't until we come, you know, we came to visit that I started to look around and go, Hey, you know, this is pretty cool. There's some pretty cool people here. So, yeah, we want to be a part of it. And we came to visit, and then I started to find out that I had some connections here. Like, I did, again, I, you know, Kenya Hunter, you know, I've known Kenya since he was seven years old. Good dude. Uh, Tony Farmer and I were roommates in the, in, the, in, the, in the minor leagues. Like, we would travel, and I was doing play-by-play, and he was traveling. Uh, Ron Boone, I did a show with Ron's dad, Ron. Like, that, my first show in Utah was with Ron Boone, and Ron played on that minor league team in Utah. So, and it kept connecting, it kept connecting. Well, it connected again yesterday. And I have to tell the story because it just, it, it, it made me all emotional, and I, I just want to say thank you to the universe out loud. Cause, so I get a message on Facebook from somebody that I'm not friends with. And you know how that happens. You go, huh? Okay. If it's not a name, I, you know, you remember specifically. You you deal with it. So I look and I click on. And it's like, hey, do you know Red Jenkins? Now Red Jenkins has been on this station. So back during the pandemic, when there was no sports, I would bring in some of my old DC friends, my my friends from around the league. Now, Red Jenkins is one of the ten greatest basketball coach, high school basketball coaches in the country. Period. Point blank. Like, he's up there with Morgan Wooten from DeMatha in that space. More, uh, He was at – he, the gym of which – in the school that I coached was named after Red Jenkins. And Red would hang out, and Red was best friends with my high school coach, Del Norwood. So, Del Norwood uh, played for the Senators, played for the Red Sox. Del Norwood was the dad of Scott Norwood, kicker from Buffalo. Mm-hmm. They missed a kick and forever and ever and ever. But without Del Norwood, I don't go to college. I don't play baseball in college. He did that for me. Red is still a mentor to me to this day. I get the message from this person and he goes, hey, do you know Red Jenkins? And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, Red's my guy. And then I check the profile and it says Lincoln, Nebraska. And I'm like, oh, oh, well, okay, cool. And he says, yeah, I played for Red. Well, Red was such a high prestige coach that he coached you. I don't know if you're familiar with the Capital Classic. But the Capital Classic at the time was the – basketball game high school basketball game of all basketball games so all-stars from dc and they would bring in all the national high school players of the year and play the players from dc so this is where lynn bias and michael jordan would meet this is where uh ralph sampson uh would play against you know patrick ewing like this is how it played out well this particular year red jenkins because of his, his success at high school was the was the dc coach on this team, um, and I have the roster, on this team that year, 1983, his starting backcourt was Muggsy Bogues and Tommy Amaker. 
a pretty pretty, pretty decent backcourt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right? His starting small forward was a guy that ended up playing at Nebraska. Uh away from that, you know, there's some talent on this thing. But Red and this person are still connected. So he says, Hey, Red told me to look you up, said you're a good dude, said you're out here uh, doing your thing. Let's hook up. I'm like, okay, let's get together after I get back from Kansas City. I mean, from from Miami. So we had set it up that we were going to get together yesterday. Friday, I'm in Miami, and I get another message from this person. I haven't had him as a friend yet. And the message says it's, it's a clip that somebody's captured from a Facebook chat room from a from my family because they're talking about the book being released Saturday and I'm like wait a minute how, like how do you, how'd you get this like how'd you see something from my family that's weird and he goes well you're writing about about your pops I'm like yeah he goes your pops is my uncle and I'm like say what <laughs> beg your pardon <laughs> he goes yeah I'm like so we're family like, yeah, we're family. Like, we're first cousins. I'm like, oh. That person, because, and again, the, the connection through basketball and through Red Jenkins, he played, uh, he's from H.D. Woodson High School in Washington, D.C., another factory. Came here and played for Nebraska. Uh, second team all big, big eight. Average thir- over 13 points, six rebounds a game, you know. The gentleman's name is Bernard Day. <laughs> and it turns out, universe, it turns out that Bernard Day and I are first cousins. And we met yesterday, uh, which is why I was late yesterday, because I was, we, I just, we just, like, I, I got emotional and we got connected. And I'm just like, and he started telling stories of Nebraska back in the day, some of the guys he played with. Uh, we talked about, you know, Nebraska Hall of Fame, Nebraska basketball. His son played football here. I uh, played basketball here and got injured, injured his uh, shoulder. One, he had two, one injured a knee, one injured his shoulder. Uh, but one injured it on the first day of practice. Uh, but to tell him the story, and he coaches here uh, and still around. And so I said, well, guess what, cuz? <laughs> we need to get your stories out there. And he has some amazing stories. And first of all, he's got he like he won the genetic lottery because he's got the pipes. Like he started talking, I was like, bruh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Turn off the amplifier. Like this <laughs> Like all that. I mean, I know they say say you know, put some bass in your voice, but come on. Like, he, you know, he bottomed it out, Kenny. I'm like, okay. But some great stories about Nebraska back in the day. Uh, back in the 80s, uh, his time here. And it just it was another acknowledgement to, from the universe that um, Lincoln was the right place for me. Um, there were people set here uh, for me and me for them. And to find out that, you know what, Nebraska basketball is, is in my blood. Like it's, <laughs> there's a, it's a thing, right? It's actually a thing. And the the way that the the journey happened, like that, it took a high school coach from Virginia to connect me with my cousin, who was a Husker basketball player. It's just, and he he lives here now. And I just have to tell you guys, um, 
you will be hearing, as a matter of fact, tomorrow at 2.30, he will be on the block with Austin and Strick um, just to come in and chop it up. And he knows he knows sports. Uh, he definitely knows basketball. He's a great trainer, great coach. Uh, but to find out that my cousin's here and I'm like, well, welcome to the ticket. <laughs> welcome to the ticket. Um, but, man, just – Small world. Right? Like, I'm like, okay, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. So, yeah, uh, once again, thank you, Universe, uh, for being so loving and so kind to me. Uh, from the text line, Randy says, uh, Bernard Day, yeah, that, that that seems to be the common thread. He said that uh, Bernard Day was a great player. Yeah, that, that you know, undersized uh, 13.6 boards a day, uh, boards a game. Uh, what back? I said, DPR was loving you tell those stories. Uh, Bernard Day was an undersized forward who was a monster on the boards. Great former Husker. Yeah, it, it we're, we're going to bring him in and allow him to tell some of the stories of that. Uh, also from the text line, Dave says, Bernard was probably the first guy I remember playing for Husker hoops that could play above the rim. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, and I knew of him from D.C., from H.D. Woodson, and, you know, look, you're good enough to make the Capital Classic. Look, that laundry list of D.C. players who made the Capital Classic, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, and the fact that he made it from D.C. to Lincoln, Nebraska uh, to play, it's there. Uh, Don, I want to answer yours. Don says, uh, no, D.P., can you work your magic to try to get Rico in the room with Austin Creed, Xavier Woods, uh, just to make sure that they're not the same people? You know, <laughs> Ah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Rico was wilding out today. That is funny. Rico, my guy. That is funny. Um, yeah, they do look familiar. They do look. You know, Xavier Woods has better hair than Rico. Oh, he Xavier Woods got the hair, hair. Like he got the hair you can pull up. Like yeah. he can go from the full afro yeah, yeah. to the pull up. Rico, but Rico just cut his. I yeah, Rico, Rico just cut his. his out, he'd be well, right. Rico don't comb his. That's the problem. No, he just, yeah. Like, he got good hair for nothing. He's got good hair for nothing. <laughs> like, he doesn't even comb it. I'm like, bro, did you comb your hair today? Nah, I ain't get to just it a today. fresh cut. Don't even do Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. There's it. You know, that that's it. Um, Kenny, we're a week and, 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 and days from spring game. And... So through locked on a lot of the the conversations I get from other other colleges in the company. So the people who do who cover those teams, they are now in a network that communicates information back and forth, right? So imagine that any player who is considering going somewhere else and getting and who's getting an offer, you know how it hears in Nebraska that no deal happens overnight. Mm-mm. It it there are several conversations that are in play, and that you also know that Nebraska people share information. Well, the same works in the other direction. So if somebody from Nebraska reaches out to other places and says, "Hey, I'm I'm I might as in air quotes I might be available," <laughs> that that information gets out. The a lot of the conversation has been. Is it better for the player or for the program to wait until after spring game to make changes? 
So let's talk. Let, let's say this is the defensive line room for the sake of conversation. And if you've got seven players and you're not fully engaged with all seven, is it more beneficial to the program to wait until after spring game or is it better for the program to do it before spring game so that they their eyes are clear and it's uncluttered? No. I mean, you got to give them opportunity. Uh, again, you don't you you really don't know. Mm-hmm. You really don't know. So you have to give them an opportunity to show what they can do. Mm-hmm. Now, you may have in the back of your mind that you don't think that that player can help you. Mm-hmm. But you you also you don't want to throw them in the trash just yet because injuries may occur. Somebody could get hurt in somebody, spring games. Somebody get hurt in the spring game. Somebody, somebody could show not. Somebody can <laughs> not show up. Um, so you don't want to do it just yet. You want to give them the opportunity, and you want to give yourself an opportunity to evaluate them, to fully evaluate them. Because you've had – this will be your second or third scrimmage coming up this week, and mm-hmm. um, two or three scrimmages aren't enough. You know, The cream will rise, mm-hmm. but you you need – capable backups mm-hmm. so you don't know you don't know this weekend is the telltale weekend so for the player from the player side one if you have Luke if you're not sure of your standing where you are mm-hmm. and you have better than lukewarm reception elsewhere what should be the player move do you wait until after spring game? Because here's what happens after spring game. Everybody is a flood pool. Everybody, there's more traffic after spring games than before. You can't do anything until this weekend anyway. By by rule. By rules. By rule. But we know. From the player standpoint, uh-huh. you know where you stand. You know if you're in the mix, if you're out of the mix, or if you do you think you that they're players? You should know. Do you think they're players that really think all I need is one more shot, and I can be home and be where I want to be? Some players think like that. Some there's a lot of players that think like that. All I need is one more shot, one more chance to to prove to them. Now, are they going to give you that opportunity? That part. But you should know that by now. You should know where you stand. If they don't know, is that on the player for being oblivious or the coach for not communicating? That's on the player. Let me rephrase that because the coach can, can be a bad communicator. But the coaches should always, always communicate where we had Tony Samuel mm-hmm. yesterday. He's a good communicator. He let Jay know, hey, man, you know, this guy coming in may be so, – but it was a, uh, a challenge to Jay so Jay can make sure he, he was on his P's and Q's. But I've always been around people and wanted to be around people that was straightforward with kids. Let them know where they stood. Now, there are some guys that will play games, play mind games, mm-hmm. um, and then that's not beneficial for you or the kid because now you got that kid thinking he's better than what he is or he's going to be a contributor. Then when he's not, now you got locker room lawyers. So, But th- at this point in spring ball, each kid and each coach should have been communicated with towards where they stand on that team. I, I find it all, like th- like I said, this, this next – 15 weekdays is going to be bananas because the face, the names, 
the identity of Nebraska football will change tremendously in the next 15 days. And I just want people to be prepared for it because no matter how comfortable folks think they are or who your favorite player is or who you think the most productive is, it will all change and we will know more about this coaching staff. We'll know more about the schemes. We'll know more about the, 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 the depth chart that doesn't actually exist, but it really does. We'll know more about that. There's a depth up. chart in one of the rooms that's behind the door. Mm-hmm. That the only people see is the coaching staff. And, and support staff. Well, There's a depth chart. We're going to talk about that. Like, that's the, that's literally where we're going to go. We're going to give away a couple of WWE tickets. If you're interested in that, we'll come up with a trivia question, and you can put it on the text line. We'll allow that. Or you can call in. If you want to just call in, the numbers are the same, 402-464-5685. One trivia question, first person who gets the answer right gets those tickets. And if you don't want the tickets, when you answer, say, hey, I don't – Give I know away. the answer, but I don't want it. I don't want the tick. Give them away. But you can give them away. It's entirely – I don't know why you want to give them away because, you know, I may try to convince Austin to go, and may, you might get to sit next to Austin. Like, why would you, like, not want to do that? You know? Okay. There'll be some ticket talent in the building. That that I guarantee you. More, we'll close out the first hour of Old School when we come back.